Hello and welcome to episode 99 with a flake Yay. of regular features. And Gav's flaked out today. Gav isn't here. What a, what a fucking ice cream bandit he is. Is that racist? No, I don't think it's racist. I okay. hope it isn't racist. I just made it up. Okay. If it is, then it's, it's at least original racism. Yeah. And what, well, what else is 99? What's 99 to you, Steve? I'm trying to think of ice, more ice creams. Well, I was going to go with Luft balloons. Oh, shit. <laughs> This isn't going who's, well. Who's woofing outside your door, Steve? <laughs> is there a dog trapped in a box? Be honest. <laughs> there isn't, honestly. <laughs> okay. If I had a dog, I wouldn't be in a box. Well, yeah, I thought maybe Unless this is Steve's darker side. So went in there of his own volition. And then you trapped him in a box. <laughs> and so the second he got in there, you wrapped it up and put a bow on it, and then you got the most adorable dog box in the house. <laughs> and now I can look at the dog whenever I want to. Yeah. But I'd have to open the box, which would collapse its waveform, and he might be dead. <laughs> I like the idea that yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't technically count as as trapping something if they go in there of their own volition. If it's got a bow on it as well, then yeah, it can't be true. trapped in some something that's so festive. <laughs> I Not unless wait. you're really grumpy. Why don't you want to be in that box? What's wrong with you, you Grinch? <laughs> Get in the box. Get, Get in the box. Get in the festive box. <laughs> That'd be an amazing peer pressure thing to do to somebody. Just make a really nice box and then force your mates to get into it. <laughs> All of your mates. <laughs> well, maybe one at a time. I'd, I'd keep leaving the box around and saying things, knowing that at the end of the sentence it would be great if a dog jumped out of a box. Like... <laughs> Oh, I could really. It would be really nice if I if there was a dog in the room right now, and, and then, then I just like, wait ah, expectantly, looking at the <laughs> tightly secured box from, from which no dog could legitimately <laughs> escape. <laughs> and they're just looking really cross. Yeah, <laughs> growing to hate the dog for, for its failure to do that which is not within its own powers. Yeah, I just keep thinking now there was a, an episode of the Storyteller, the Jim Henson thing, when I was a kid, where it was about one of the, this traveller who had a bag, it was a sack, and anything that he told to get into the sack would get into it. And so he'd use it to catch like swans and stuff to eat and geese. It'd just be like he'd just basically like, open the sack and he'd just tell them to get in it. And these swans would, rather than have to kill them, they just get into At the bag. At what distance does that magic? Because I want to test the limits of it, like Death Note. I'd what, call someone up on the phone and say, yes. "Get in my bag." Well, shit. I, that's <laughs> the best thing about Death Note was just testing the rules of the bird. <laughs> well, that's so, the thing is, it, it got. Um, it, it was quite. I, don't, I think you had to be able to hear him, but it did. It did escalate because he went to like play. He had. He had an amazing thing. He had this bag that they were going to. He had a deck of cards that you could never lose with. And he had something else. But he went and played uh, cards with these devils, these little demons in a, in a castle. And then, the, even though the demons were cheating, they couldn't beat him because he had the magic cards. And then he told them to get in his sack. Yeah, because they, they tried to get in. They were like, we're going to rip his ears off and stuff. And then Ooh. he was like, get in my sack. And they all flew in. But in the end, he ended up because he was such a rich and successful man. Did he tell himself to get in the sack? Yes, this is this is the only way this can end. No, yeah. no, no. This I'm going to get in the sack. Me. Did he tell yeah. the bottom of the sack to get in the sack? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. He basically then, um, he became a very rich and famous man and successful. And then he became close friends with the king. And then the king was dying, basically. And he had, that's the, that's the third thing he had. He had a, an eyeglass that if you look through it, right, and you looked at somebody's bed when they were ill, you'd see if death was at the, the date of their death. This is no, death no. note. <laughs> you'd be able to see death. So if if they were if death was at the head of their bed, then it meant that they would live. But if death was at the 
the feet of their bed. What's Death doing hanging around beds of people that are going to live? He's got well, enough going on. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently you can travel Get a life, Death. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, Locke. <laughs> there didn't seem to be as many people in this world as there are in ours, okay? It was back anyway. when the population of the planet was about 700. Just, just fucking stick with this, it's cool, right? He basically then realises, he sees that Death is at the, the feet of the king's bed and he, he realises that Death, he means that yeah. The king's gonna die, and he's really yeah. sad. And so he then says, "You see this death? You see this sack? Get in it." Uh-oh. So he puts death in his sack, and then basically he then takes this sack up and he ties it up in a tree in the middle of nowhere. And then it means that basically everything's fine. The king's gonna live, but then he nothing to, dies. Nobody dies, mm. and he becomes it's this. Yeah, it's like that Torchwood episode now. It is, but like rather than people being burnt to death. It's just loads of really miserable people just hang outside this guy's house because they know that he was the one that got rid of death. And it's all these people who are just too old who just want death because they've been alive for so long. And eventually he does. He goes and he lets death out. But death is so terrified of him that death, when he flees, it means that he knows that he'll never die because death will never come for him. But I was just thinking oh, about this but, sack. But death goes on a spree with everyone else, though. Yeah, I think oh, he doesn't cool. catch yeah. enough, I guess. It doesn't really, yeah. But I, I was thinking, because this sack could basically hold almost infinite amounts of stuff, I just imagine just opening up this small leather sack and just hundreds of dogs pouring out of it. Oh. And, <laughs> just, and just being able to fill the room with I don't dogs. I remember that in the story. Well, no, because we were talking about dog in oh, the box. Oh, the dog in the box. That's where it came was... from. Sorry, I went, I literally just... That was a lovely story. Yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I was that. listening to it. <laughs> Well, I can't take credit for it, but it is Jim, Jim Henson's The Storyteller. I reckon it, it probably still stands up quite well because it was all like puppets and stuff. Mm. And uh, the guy telling the story had a dog that talked. It was a bit sassy. Well, I'm on board. Yeah, check yeah. it out. That wasn't my feature, but I mean, it might as well have been, I suppose. Well, you can have another feature later. As a reward for telling us a nice story. <laughs> Thanks, Log. Regular features. What's the next one? I hope it's something about Gabby's bum. His two buttocks as sweet as roses, between which the girls will stick their noses. Now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's getting driving lessons. Hello. <laughs> Have you pipped your horn yet? Um, I didn't, but he reached over and beeped the horn. I bet what? he did. What? Mm. <laughs> did he lunge for your gear stick? <laughs> no, he's never done that. What about the handbrake? He has yanked on the handbrake. Did he? Uh, did he kind of slip one leg over yours and start trying to work the brake? <laughs> How else is he going to work the brake? <laughs> <laughs> dual controls? Yeah, dual controls, that's a, good, that's a, a relevant answer. <laughs> um, but his name, I can probably safely say his name without giving away his identity. I don't think you're so famous that, that people are going to go and hunt down the person who's giving you driving lessons. Well, they aren't. Well, they are going to now. Yeah. <laughs> You've thrown down the gauntlet. I'm not suggesting we should do that, but we have got some regular features badges that you can get. <laughs> His name is Mohammed um, Islam, oh, which right. is the, the John Smith of Muslims. <laughs> and he's fasting, because it's Ramadan. Sure. Not so fast as to break the food limit, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very, uh, quite funny. 
and he said he was fasting and he's a driving instructor. <laughs> fasting is the last thing he wants to do. <laughs> by which I mean speeding. <laughs> the first. <laughs> fast. To go so fast. Inherently rely on purposefully ignoring exactly how words work. I, I went to the same place exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he does keep like yawning during like lessons and stuff. Well, it must be really boring like having to drive around when you're not even on driving. Yeah. I get really tired in cars when I'm not driving, and that's all the time because I don't drive. I would have thought one of the things driving instructors have to be good at is stifling boredom, but not getting distracted by your phone or playing with a radio, which is what he started doing now. What? And talking to me about his conspiracy theories. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. On the one hand, I think... What's his, what's his favourite conspiracy theory? He's basically well, like a taxi driver, except you're driving. Yes. <laughs> he, won't, he won't come down on either side, but he will say things like, well, it's very strange, isn't it? <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be nice to know the truth, wouldn't yeah. it? Yes. So he's got theories about what's happened to this Malaysian flight over the Ukraine... He reckons it's a, we all? it's a false flag. It's the oh, that's crazy. Owned by cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call Mohammed a cunt. No, sorry. He is, I have to be his he's friend. An inquisitive skeptic for the next like, forty-five he's hours. Not an individual. He's one of many. Steve. It's fine. It's it's a it's a diluted insult. It's been so long since I've been told off by someone. Yeah. That it's it was very strange. I've been back in school. What did you do to get told off? Though? So I get a lot of rhetorical um, questions like, like why did you why did you slow down? Why did you stop? You could have just rolled over that. You saw there was no traffic. You just could have. And the answer to every rhetorical telling off that he gives me is, I'm learning how to drive. <laughs> That's why I stopped. Yeah. That's why I stole the car because I don't know how to fucking drive. Well, he doesn't even say, you. why did you stole the car? <laughs> he didn't Explain that. to me your thinking into why you <laughs> just did everything wrong. So like, how did you stole the car? It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Do you want me to show you? <laughs> <laughs> just take my fingers, just take off that. Easy. Well, well, can't you do it? <laughs> shit at stalling, are you? Um, the other part of the driving of how to do uh, driving cars, of course, is knowing all of the rules of the road, and to t- to tell to let the government know that you know all the rules of the road. Right. You need to take the theory test. So I've been looking at the online theory test, and I've been very surprised by some of the multiple choice answers. The incorrect answers just seem absolutely insane. It's. I think. Everyone in this country is capable of getting a driving license, really, aren't they? Yeah. Unless, if you can't, you're seen as a sort of such a freak occurrence that you get series of 1990s TV shows made about you. <laughs> yeah. And yes. you become a celebrity <laughs> because of that. <laughs> so. I suppose they have to make it incredibly easy considering a lot of people will fail their GCSEs. Absolutely. It's got to be a very, very easy test. Yes. All of the I've noticed the if an answer mentions beeping your horn or shouting at a driver, that's usually the incorrect answer. <laughs> Just don't don't do that. Steve, if they're being a, if they're being a prick, shout at them. I say. <laughs> One of the answers was like, it, 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 the question was when do you use the horn? One was uh, to let other drivers know where you are. That is why you do it. One one incorrect answer was actually road rage. Like, who would press that button on the test? Road rage. That's what the horn is for. Oh. 
the last answer to that was saying hi to other drivers. <laughs> <laughs> every car you pass, every car passing every other car gives a single. <laughs> <laughs> well, it felt like that when we were in Barcelona. Yes, uh, <laughs> to be honest, Italy's a bugger for parpin. <laughs> <laughs> bugger for parpin. So I've I've collated some of my favourite uh, theory driving theory questions. It would have been nice if you could have merged the driving theories with. Uh, Mohammed's theories about why Al Qaeda um, don't attack Israel. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's why a good question. That? It's interesting. It's that. probably because it's loads of work. Yeah, why are they attacking London? It's a massive Muslim city. Why are they doing that? New York, so many Muslims there. Why don't you attack Israel? That's that's what you want to be going for. Al-Qaeda. I'd like to know the truth. So I don't know what's going on there. I think Mohammed might be onto something. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> you're getting. More of a schooling than you know. Well, I think yeah. I'm more. Um, res- You're more radical than you've ever been. <laughs> We're more receptive to radical theories when I'm concentrating on driving. I love the idea that you're going to. Yeah, guys. Uh, so for the, the last few of my driving lessons, apparently it's good just before you do a driving test to go and have like just three or four hours of uh, lessons uh, in just this mountains outside of Syria. <laughs> <laughs> just just going out with Mamad and some friends. <laughs> I'll be back in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he lets me drive there and I don't have yeah, to pay the ferry cost <laughs> okay um, I have inserted one incorrect one answer that I've inserted into these multiple choice answers you have to guess which one I've put in so the point is the, the answers are ridiculous anyway which one have I put in wow you're parodying the unparodyable <laughs> just hold on to your your britches <laughs> You are driving through slow-moving traffic and you want to change lanes. What must you do before you do so? Look for motorcycles weaving through the traffic. Or... (laughs) I do that. It's always cool when you see that. I like to see that sort of thing. Sound your horn so that other drivers are aware that you are about to do something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and wait wait for their res- correct response which is to sound their horns to say you may do something <laughs> use hand signals to indicate your intention or sing the changing lanes song <laughs> which is <clears throat> I'm changing lanes get the hell out of my way <laughs> I don't know where the road is I only know where my chode is. <laughs> it's in my pants. I had to think of something very quickly. That <laughs> it's pretty uh, good. I went for chode. Chode. Well, that's, uh, that's to the, the tune of I'm Like a Bird, right? Yeah. Yeah. By um, Nelly Furtado, is it? I was going to say, no, yeah, it is Furtado. Uh, I don't not, get, I don't get four, four, four points for it, then. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I stole the points from the bag there. For another, <laughs> another point? <laughs> in this one, why don't you try and pick... The answer that I haven't invented. A roof rack fitted to your car will cause negative fuel consumption. (laughs) Boys to come to your yard. Less chance of an accident. Or your car to slowly increase in size. (laughs) Is it? Oh, God, it could be... I'm going to say less chance of an accident. It is less chance of an accident. And that is... It is the correct answer in my quiz, the incorrect answer in the... <laughs> but there is no the most plausible question. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, yeah. I don't think that's true, but it definitely is more true than the others. Yes. Um, 
uh, the correct answer to, on the actual theory test, in case you are using this as a learning aid, <laughs> is, uh, is increased fuel consumption. I do. I have heard that the AA quite frequently say to people, <laughs> learn to drive, they should listen to regular features. Which is weird, because this is the first time we've done anything like yeah, this. Yeah, well, they could, they could tell it was coming. Yeah. Um, although you could say your car's slowly increasing in size if you've just fitted a roof rack. Well, it's slowly increasing just the once. That's why you might <laughs> that's <laughs> you keep attaching more roof yeah, racks. Yeah, you, you get addicted to putting things on. You're like, this is cool. It looks like something out of Robot Wars. And oh, wow. You, kind of, you end up with car buckaroo going Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's dangerous. Okay. What makes a toucan crossing different from other crossings? To get to the other side. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> sorry Only... I just heard that. I got excited. <laughs> Only children can use it. Only two can pass in any one go. <laughs> oh, that's good. Only two can <laughs> play at that, this game. Bobby Brown. Ooh, Bobby Brown. <laughs> Cyclists can use it. Ooh. The lights on them are different to other crossings, or it is controlled by a person, such as a police officer, or a traffic warden, or a toucan. Tropical birds. <laughs> I love the idea that like zebra crossings are painted on by zebras, and they find yeah. it really hard because they haven't got hands. Well, it's interesting you said two can cross, because the correct answer is it's a crossing that cyclists are allowed to use. Oh, so two forms of so two human can, two kinds of people can cross. Is that right? Cyclists. I don't fucking is know. a two can crossing is a pedestrian crossing with a cyclist bit on it. Maybe. I did not know that. I should what, probably what, research. What the fuck does zebra mean? Zebra is just a pedestrian crossing that you have to I mean, stop like, Why would they have an animal pun for one of them? Oh, yeah. And then just completely throw that system out of the way. And then it's pelican crossing. Yeah. Yeah, which is... Pedestrian, l- light... Penis lickers can come lick my penis. <laughs> <laughs> penis lickers can come lick my penis. That is what that means. Um, you are waiting to emerge at a junction, but parked vehicles are restricting your view. What can you do to help you see? Get out of the car and look. <laughs> Using your hand. <laughs> like, and cocking up your back leg like a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst the car's still going. Yeah. <laughs> Over the car. I can see. <laughs> Ask a passenger to look behind. Look in a shop window's reflection. <laughs> Or place your hands around your eyes like you're holding a pair of invisible binoculars. <laughs> so what was the question again, if you are... You're waiting to emerge at a junction, but parked vehicles are restricting your view. So imagine... What are we trying are, to guess here? Um, I've lost track of what we're doing. Oh, so... Because I have I've used invented the sh- one of these. Is the shop mirror... The shop window is a reflection one. Is that a valid one? Is that's, that the correct thing? That's the correct answer. Because I've, I've done that before, and I thought I'd just been a genius... Yeah, I just apparently that is a that's a thing that it's recommended that you do at junctions where it's difficult to see. Look in shop and reflections. Uh, it's a fucking mirror world. Yeah, trust way. anything you see. <laughs> you look into a mirror shop and you lose all concepts. <laughs> what, you you start trusting all reflections. <laughs> what seven, the fuck is wrong with you? Seven thousand cars descending upon me. <laughs> the mirror witch is going to fucking <laughs> destroy you if you start believing that shit. Um, okay. You're doing well. Um, yeah, I think you're both. No, I got the right the, answer, which is the wrong answer for the purposes of this quiz, isn't well, it? Oh, you also get a point for that. Hey! <laughs> Let's just say it's a draw so this far. Is some mirror world shit. Last question. <laughs> yeah, mirror world qu- questions can't double. Um, 
Typical. Why, why is it important to ensure that your indicating lights are deactivated once you have completed a turn? Is it so you don't damage the inner workings of the car? Two, so power in your car's battery isn't wasted. Three, so other drivers aren't dazzled by the light from the indicator. Or is it four, so that a horse isn't attracted to the car by the blinking lights, which it could mistake for a winking metal horse, <laughs> at which point the horse's natural instinct to sniff metal takes over, <laughs> and the horse trots into the fast lane, and not metaphorically. I'm not implying the horse adopts a new and more socially active lifestyle. I'm saying that the horse is going to get all smashed to fuck by an Audi. Uh, I like the, the horse's natural instinct to sniff metal, which is, is, is a... It's a well-known oh, yes. meme. You're yes. trying to it's citation needed, <laughs> citation given. Cite myself. <laughs> Cite myself. Yeah, I read something about that in like a, an MP's newsletter. Yeah, it's going on some science blogs. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's it's got to be that one because that is true. Like that is, I replaced the true answer with that one, so I'm going to say you're correct. Excellent. Well done, Matt. I you're, feel you're, like, you're like clawing, like, clawing back a point there. Yes. <laughs> Um, but that's it. That's what it means Matt wins. Um, oh, because you're only as good as the last question you answered. Yep. You were you were, it matched evenly all the way up. Oh really? I thought I was racing ahead. Sorry. No. In my car. In my too car. fast. <laughs> that sort of attitude is going to kill a horse. So, um, In my Audi. You get a driving license, Matt. Yes. Oh, I've always quite fancied one of them, and yet never really enough to consider taking more driving lessons or do, a test do I have to give him my driving license so. yes yeah. shit hand it up in the box up in the box well I take your driving license and then I put you in a box and then that's that's you taking his trousers off so I hand it up in my box oh god well Logs already got his trousers off so yeah so he doesn't have his driving license on don't spring that on the listeners but give the listeners a few seconds to digest the fact that Log is wearing we, trousers. We, and now allowed enough ample time for the listeners to come used, become used to the idea of you wearing? No. I, th- I think now they're ready to absorb the fact that I'm exposed from my socked ankles right up to my thighs. Because it's a warm day and my trousers, frankly, too hot. Cloying. I don't want you to get jealous, Steve, because, but my knee is currently touching Matt's bare thigh. It's not actually. No, it's up against his denim shirt. It is now. Nowadays. It is yeah. now. It is Good. now. Jealous oh. yet? I do want you to be jealous. I lied. <laughs> I hope you're feeling jealous, Steve, because I'm sure feeling uncomfortable. Well, I'm certainly not going to have any sex with you, Log. Why don't you put it in your list for the next feature that we're going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I turned your, your jealous thing into a segue. Yeah. Seamless segue. Well, let's have a... Well, in that case, hold the jingles. No jingle required, because the segue was so seamless, a jingle would only see ruin Steve's wonderful efforts. A lot of my day is spent in... Post shit ecstasy. Post shit ecstasy. Post shit ecstasy. And now it's time for my regular feature. Yes. That was beautiful. I don't know about you, but Steve's not having sex with me. And I've decided to document the reasons why. Ooh. In a list 
that will one day, I'm sure, make the pages of Jezebel. <laughs> Probably wind up on BuzzFeed. Yeah, yeah. Make this way around the internet. You'll never believe this guy's reaction to his girlfriend not wanting to have sex with him. Number 14. You made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! I couldn't, I couldn't believe number 12. <laughs> number 12, the, one of the ones you can't see in the preview is <laughs> making me weep as you speak. But anyway, Steve, um, I've known you for eight years now, and I've been fairly consistently trying to have sex with you through that time. Yeah. Um, even in the first four years when you weren't explicitly gay, there was something just unobtainably nice about you. <laughs> the, from the odd time when you'd talk about the time that remember that time you met that lady and you talked about wanting to have a kiss with her. I went wild with jealousy. <laughs> but inside I knew one day you'd come round to my way of thinking. And yet we've never had sex. What's with that? Well, it's recently been getting to me to the point where I've started to keep a daily log. Should I? Do you want me to step out? I mean, is this. No, I'd like you to stay here. Are we still doing the podcast? You can be be the voice of reason, the external reason that says, Is Steve being fair to me (laughs) by consistently choosing not to have sex with me? Okay, I'll I'll try. You've got that look in your eyes if you might hurt me if I say the wrong thing. But let's see how it happens. I'm, I feel like I'm going to have to defend a bunch of excuses that Log has written on my behalf. <laughs> you, well, you're not suggesting he's fabricated this, are you? Well, let's just see, Steve. If, if you think these reactions that I've written through a series of imaginary phone calls to you <laughs> at 2am, if they came from your mouth or not. Right. 12th of June, Steve, you said... I don't want to. Mm. 13th of June. Stop it, Log. We've been friends for eight years and I've never thought of you that way. (laughs) 14th of June. You said you were too drunk, even though that's the perfect time to have sex. (laughs) 15th of June. You you said the constant asking is making you seem even less attractive than I originally thought you were. (laughs) It's only reducing my chances of ever having sex with you. Mm. A phrase which to me at the time thought... There's a chance. Yeah. Reducing a the chances. chance. But yes, but still a positive number. <laughs> expressible. Sometimes it's, like, sometimes it's like that thing of being like, uh, it, it's like a joke that stops being funny, but then starts being really funny. Mm. So that it's like the um, like a stage of the sketch in Monty Python. Or it becomes like truly the, funny the 15th time they do it. Or just the way that sometimes men do just harass women for such a consistent amount of time that they end just give up and go out Well, with isn't that the plot of every romantic comedy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is why, I guess... Harass your way to marriage. Harass your way all the way to the departure land where she'll finally relent. Yeah. <laughs> in an airport bathroom. Hooray! Or you'll get arrested. 16th of June. We're in a hot air balloon. Stop it. This is legitimately dangerous. <laughs> 17th of June, 4pm. I'm too hungry to have sex. 4.30pm. I'm eating. Stop it. There's already food in my mouth. 5pm. I'm too full to have sex. I've just eaten. 5.30pm. My tummy's settled down now, but to be honest, I'm beginning to get hungry again. <laughs> That went on all night, Steve. <laughs> That's very weak, Steve. Very. Was, I mean, that doesn't uh, seem convincing to me. There's not a lot of room for Log to manoeuvre there. No. Well, what, should I start asking you on the quarter hours? Because <laughs> that, to me, seems like 
You're beginning to get a little bit needy, Steve. I don't want to open the door a crack, but there were some windows of opportunities in those gastronomic <laughs> cycles. Oh, now you're uh, just being cruel. Sat around going, well... Well, he could, ask, he could have asked me now. What's with him? <laughs> well, I'll just eat more chips. <laughs> 18th of June. I'm too soapy. I might pop out of your manly embrace and snap my neck on the ceiling. <laughs> 19th of June. I'm not picking up my phone right now. Please leave a message. <laughs> the hell was that supposed to mean? <laughs> 20th of June. You're hurting my wrists. 21st of June. I can hear you, but I can't see you. Where are you, log? <laughs> 22nd of June. I can hear knocking. Where am I? I'm beginning to get <laughs> upset. <laughs> Oh no, oh, am I in a box? 23rd of June. My thoughts are becoming material. I'm being attacked by primal forces. I'm just not horny at the minute. <laughs> 24th of June. I've worked it out. I'm in a parallel dimension. So even if I wanted to have sex with you, which I don't, it would be impossible. 25th of June. And I'm getting bored by now, Steve. <laughs> yes. I'm sure there is a parallel dimension where a version of me wants to have sex with you, but I know, but I'm not in that version, and I have no access to it. Twenty <laughs> sixth of June, I've made it back to my home dimension by using the peculiar rules of the alien dimension to create a bridge back to my own world. I'm too mentally exhausted to have sex with you, God. <laughs> That's funny because. A, it's true. I don't I need to explain why that's funny. <laughs> why your primary concern is whether you can have sex with me after I've come back, I've broken the rules of science and come back after being missing for days. The last time I found you, you said you've got a boyfriend. Mm. And to my mind, well, why don't you fucking say so, Steve? Yeah. I can understand that. You're, if someone else owns you, I'll just stop asking. That's fine. But Jesus, you've been fucking leading me on for so long, Steve, <laughs> and I'm really angry with you. Jesus, Steve. I mean, you could have just told him the truth. Yeah. You're shedding a harsh light on some real male chauvinism there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my intention. That's <laughs> a wonderful punchline to... Uh... Well, thank you. It was, um, yes, a wonderful punchline to a, a feature that was quite short and rapidly written. <laughs> Well, now it's time for my regular feature, which is about a man who isn't here. Now, obviously, we've had a lot of problems recently with Gavin. And we no. stopped paying him ages ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're listening, we haven't given you a penny. Yeah, we haven't given him anything. It's, it's basically like, we have to have that awkward <laughs> thing, like in the, uh, where we make him sign a contract that basically just tells him to fuck off. Like in the social network, we just get him to sign something and then be like, look, mate, you just signed something that says you have to fuck off. I'll reduce the value of his shares to nothing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I think I think the value of his shares, as of the value of our shares, it just still remain non-existent. So... Yeah, but anyway, basically, there's a, there's a wider problem. <laughs> I, like the, I like the way you lost complete hope in that sentence. Then, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just I'm just leaving it by the road. Maybe somebody else will find it and do something with it. 
Um, it's like a little deserted dog in a box, a once loved box. Yeah. That is or the motif of today's show. I hope it's the album art, whoever's editing it. Dogs or people in boxes. Mm. Um, but yeah, lately there's been a bigger problem, obviously, with Gab on the podcast. Bigger than the problem of him being on the podcast. Um, Which is pretty fundamental, too. It's a fundamental problem. Um, obviously, there are problems with a lot of the time he does, he does talk over me for reasons I haven't been able to work out. But there's still a bigger problem than that. He just doesn't like you, Matt. I know, he just On a subconscious know. level, he just doesn't respect you. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I think it's basically a combination of both of those things. Um, but the bigger problem, of course, at the moment is that Gavin is constantly at weddings. Um, He's constantly at weddings. So whenever we try and arrange to do anything, i.e. maybe like record a podcast on a weekend or mm. meet up on a weekend. Or do anything. Do anything, yeah. pretty much. He's like at a wedding. Frequent hot air balloon trips. Yes. Basically. Such as the, the ones where I'm frequently trying to have sex with you in ways yeah. that alarm you. Yeah. Yeah, Gab's What's never there for any of them. Yeah. I'm always there, which makes it really awkward just being on my own. Um, <laughs> you're... <laughs> You're chasing us in our balloon. <laughs> chasing after us. Wait for me! My balloon's not as fast. Can you go anywhere in a balloon? My voice went really high for one. You can, yeah. But can you choose where to go? Well, I think you have to kind of... If you're plan Hector Blerio, that's... Um... I've definitely seen... It's to do with where the wind's going, so you can't just... Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywhere the wind blows. That's that's where you can go. Nothing really in my hot air <laughs> Anyone can no. It's a nihilistic <laughs> form of air travel, isn't it? <laughs> I love that idea of being like saying something as if it's common knowledge, and then realizing that it's a lyric. It's actually a lyric from a song, <laughs> and therefore probably pointless. Yeah. Um, but what I thought I'd do is basically, there's no point. I've tried to stop Gav from going to, to uh, weddings. We've tried to just say stop going to weddings. We've tried to say just stop having as many friends because mm. it seems that he's just. Got, I don't like, think he's got that many friends. I think he just attends any wedding. I think it's the same wedding over and over again. Maybe it's like the kind of Facebook. Uh, suggested events or something and he just keeps seeing people getting married and gate crashing it I don't know but basically I kind of figured that it was time to take some sort of action and ensure that Gav stops being invited to weddings and so I thought I just just for people listening I tell you a true this is a true story about a, a wedding that Gav went to um, and yeah just basically bear it in mind and then maybe think very carefully about whether or not you invite Gav this sounds a little bit like Gav's feature like a this is a story about something that happened to Gav well I mean basically it's just it's just a warning for people I'm just I'm really keen for him to stop being invited to weddings because it's really inconvenient as a friend to have a friend who you can basically never see because of the weddings well I I hope that it's as good as your story about the man with the sack with the dogs that was fucking good you should watch the whole thing it's brilliant but no it won't be as good as that once upon well, a time... I, well, I for one can't wait to hear it then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once upon a time, in a hired gazebo far, far away, a couple and their family were quietly preparing a buffet table for a number of guests. There's to be a wedding, you see, bawled the groom's father-in-law, conveniently setting the exposition. Oh, father, yelled the bride, do keep it down. Sensing that he'd almost served his narrative purpose, the father-in-law made his way to leave, but not before one final jolly outburst Mm. you shouldn't even be here love it's bad luck for a bride to be here on the eve of her wedding exclaimed the father as he exited the overpriced occasion based tent ooh nice occasion based tent yeah 
There are worse ways to tempt an evil fate, I assure you, whispered a voice just out of sight. Fuck. Gav. Ominous. Spinning once to the left and then to the right. Then once to the right and three <laughs> times to the left. The safe unlocked. <laughs> the man made himself known, stepping out from behind a sliver of canvas that apparently kept his body hid. The worst luck for a bride on her wedding by far would be the invitation of a man known to common folk as Gav Murphy. Scourge of the groom, death of the bride. Have that man here, and the wedding won't survive. Having temporarily lost interest in this man's self-indulgent rhyming monologue, the father of the bride's gaze had drifted by a full 180 degrees, giving him a healthy, almost lustful view of the selection of gatto and meringues currently being placed upon the buffet table. Poppycock, he began to blurt, whilst turning his his face... No, I got this wrong. Do it again. Poppycock. Go from poppycock, babes. Yeah. Poppycock, he began to blurt, whilst turning to face this enigmatic old dickhead. But the enigmatic dickhead was nowhere to be seen. Behind where the man had stood, a small child lovingly, and yet with a degree of skill that could only be described as a bit shit, used a chalk to fill in a plain table plan for tomorrow's morning wedding. Before his very eyes appeared the words... Wow, this is becoming increasingly mysterious. Yeah. Before his very eyes... And hard to follow. ...appeared the words, Gavin Murphle, assigned to table one beside the father-in-law, his very self. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, it's getting intense, right? Haunted by the weight of what had just... Haunted by the weight of what had just transpired and sweating very slightly having followed a meat-heavy lunch, he immediately lifted and began shaking the child, hoping that some sort of twisted truth would, at some stage, tumble out of its pockets. Thankfully, the child survived, but the father-in-law faced a stickier fate, losing his balance near a platter of profiteroles and tumbling face-first into the shoe pastry selection. The next day everything went fine, but three years later the couple was dead. Do not invite Gavin Murphy to your wedding, it isn't worth the risk. Fuck. Ghost tales. So yeah, I just wanted to make that, like, clear. Don't, I mean, like, you, yeah. I know sometimes people can be sceptical about these stories, but it isn't worth the risk. Don't invite him. Jesus. I've seen Gavin Murphy in the wing mirrors of my car, and two days later... I was dead. I, I was dead in a ditch. Oh, no. <laughs> why? Why did the Why did the kid write Murphle? Yeah, that was just because the kid it, like was a young child, so he just wasn't really good at writing. Oh, it was like a typo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it had a deeper meaning. No, no. Still I like the idea that Gav Murphy's name is unpronounceable in his own language to the human tongue. Oh yeah. He's just yeah. It's, that is like that's some Cthulhu shit, right mm. there. Oh, sorry, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> to squids. <laughs> No, just normal races, isn't it? On the on the note of uh, recognising racism, I just want to point out that I wasn't trying to be racist when I was talking about um, uh, Steve being shipped off to some terrorist camp. I was just merely following up on the basis of uh, the man's uh, thing. He did have uh, conspiracy theories, yeah, conspiracy theories related to, to, to Al Qaeda. And to be fair, Steve, you are Irish, which links you to a lot of terrorism. Mm. Yeah, I just want to be clear that that was the racist link I was making. It was to do with Steve being Irish. 
Yeah, I don't have anything against Muslims. And we're Steve's friends, so that means we can't be racist towards No, I'm just genuinely really no, I hate him based on really the fact that he is Irish. Towards the Irish. <laughs> regular features, regular features. What is the feature coming next? Let's just see. Before you go, readers, something might have come to your attention Before today. you leave us. Before you think less of us as an entity. <laughs> we've done a video that's linked to something we're going to ask you about for... It's a Patreon... Someone else take over. <laughs> this is grim. You make it sound so great. Well, no, it's because... Guys, every... greenmangaming.com forward slash regular features is no longer cutting the cheese for us. <laughs> wow. You're going to need to open wide and we're going to gobble, gobble, gobble <laughs> your pull dollar, dollar, dollar. Pull your, <laughs> pull your pockets outside. Pull your dick out. You'll look like an elephant. But we're not interested in the trunk. We just want what's in your ears. <laughs> this has swerved off in four very different directions at once, all of which I'm uh, almost entirely sure are very wrong. Do elephants have hooves? Because hoof it up. <laughs> we got hoof it, hoof it up. Yes. Do we... trees have stumps? Because you, you want to stump up your cash. <laughs> Do you hear me? <laughs> Those of you who've been listening for a long time will know that we, for a lot of the time recording the podcast, used to just record it at work because we all basically worked in the same place and we had a podcast studio just next door. We, and we never really the facilities yeah, of future publishing. And we never really admitted that, right? We never really ever admitted that for obvious reasons. But now none of us work for future publishing, so there's probably nothing they can do in retrospect. We've all, we've all moved on and I've moved on so fucking radically. I'm in a different fucking town now. It's, yeah. it's nonsense. They literally can't catch you. It, well, well <laughs> they could send a deployment of execs. <laughs> you have written... Uh, a personal memo to Zilla Bing Madik oh. saying catch me if you can <laughs> dear, dear Zilla Bing Madik I don't know if you know who I am but I'm nowhere near you come catch me I'll give you five minutes if you don't get me I'm, you fail catch me catch me catch me catch me but yeah so it used to be like the most convenient thing in the world that we could all do without any trouble but now we're still and we're actually we finally feel like we're getting into our flow with it and really enjoying it we've all been enjoying it from day one but I don't know if you've noticed but recently we've made a little internal commitment to doing one every week yeah, that's, that's the thing yeah, yeah. that's we've what I mean super professional we've kind of realised that we had to take it seriously and also to, yeah. do you know what the definition of a professional is versus amateur it's someone who gets paid for his shit <laughs> so fucking cough up <laughs> Which, yeah. Am I being too aggressive with this? Yeah, probably, yes. I feel like I should be super apologetic, but I don't feel apologetic. <laughs> oh no, it's too aggressive, character. Oh, fuck you! Just, no, it only works when you have one person being on. incredibly self-worried and the other person being overly... We'll never get them to confess into giving money if it's all bad cops. <laughs> An army of bad cops <laughs> banging on the door. It's bad cop and morose cop. <laughs> while I sit in the middle just trying to work out what kind of a policeman I so am. So we've started a Patreon, so if you think what we do is worth paying something for... It would help us massively. It would help with some of the costs we now have in arranging to get together to do the podcast. I mean, we've tried doing Skype podcasts, but our particular style of maybe overlapping speech does not gel with Skype. For example, here is a joke that you couldn't get if we had a Skype podcast. Log, feel my calf. Feel how sweaty my calf is. Oh my God, I never realised how hairy the back of your calf is. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Precisely. And I mean, how often do we Can I have sex with you, Steve? (laughs) I'm a little bit hungry right now. (laughs) Ask him in 15 minutes. (laughs) Hungry for sex? We're going to keep making the podcast either way. We're going to keep making the podcast either way. We're going to keep doing all the stuff we do. We will be doing, like, hopefully, because... Basically, if you do decide to to uh, help support us, mainly for t- mainly for hosting costs 
and train tickets so we can actually meet up and just do it. Getting together and yeah. yeah, just and you know if there's a bit of like you know stuff left over, then to helping towards like people's time for editing and things like that. But I mean, mainly it's and the, you, you will get benefits. Yeah, basically, yeah. So we're gonna mm. do we're gonna stop doing a monthly tombola live on the podcast where we'll take it in turns to bring some form of prize. And sometimes they might be really good things. Sometimes they might be really crap things or funny things. But they'll always be fun. They'll always be and fun. they'll be they'll they'll always be intensely personal. Mm. Yes, it, it could be. Something that I've had up my arse. <laughs> it will mostly be things that have been up Log's arse. It may not be physical. Maybe we'll do a feature about you. That's true, precisely. Ooh, like the, the options, yeah. the skies is literally the limits. Mm. Um, but also, like, priority tickets and stuff for live things. We'll try yes. and do more live shows, I think, because we really like doing them, so we'll try and make it so we do at least, like, two a year. Mm-hmm. And, Including uh, live yeah. shows in uh, very personal establishments, like the pub I've got that is literally losing me money which is why I'm suddenly a little bit more panicked about cash than I used to be in my life because I'm now self-employed and I've got employees and apparently there's no money left for me <laughs> God, God I'm terrified but yeah basically yeah if, you, if you're interested and you think you'd like to do it then do it but if not don't worry and the podcast will continue the way it works hopefully you, can, you won't think we're all arseholes you can pledge to give us a certain amount per episode we will do weekly episodes you can set a cap on how much yeah. in case we decide to go mad and do 70 episodes trying to siphon all your money out of your bank account you can stop us from doing that you can be like no way no uh, no way Jose uh, yeah. <laughs> Steve you weren't planning on doing that way I was going to get everyone to give us £5 an episode I told you we shouldn't work with this show stuff <laughs> do three episodes a day Jesus it's what the Good. one show does <laughs> <laughs> If you want to find out more, go to patreon.com forward slash regular features or maybe look at the description on the go to the website that we have. If you want to be more than nothing to us, it would mean a lot to us if you did this. So the leap from nothing to a lot is huge. And if you want to make that transition, maybe you should consider patronising us. And what better way to celebrate episode 100 of Regular Features, which is happening potentially next week. Oh. Even though we both know it's not going to be next week, is it? Oh, well, maybe the week after that, then. Yes. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll see you next Thursday. See you next Thursday, sweet cheeks. You, yes, you, you're my favourite reader. I'm the one... Get your hands off them. Get your hands off them. Oh, my third favourite. I can see him. Look at him. He's my third favourite. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Regular Ficheros.